welcome to episode 24 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john so you've been watching quite a bit of the pt huh john i have been it's been a good time i got to watch a little bit of the replay yesterday but i haven't caught much but the only thing i caught is when you were telling me that basically i won our little pt draft <laughs> uh more than basically you kind of crushed me because my prediction on shota was apparently misguided <laughs> yeah shota didn't do as well as you expected and i happened to spike another player into the top eight so because i picked i picked paulo and he top eighted <laughs> yeah just casually Which, picking but yeah so <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, I'm really good at this, but or I'm I don't just know. My really bad. I mean, you you'd pick Finkel just on a whim, and he what finished fifty three. Yeah. Well, I got punished by Shota basically. Yeah, because he was like in the three hundreds. Yeah, I'm really good at like picking people who should reasonably do better than they actually do do. If that makes any sense? Like, no, because he was your first pick. Yeah. Like. I mean, I thought that was a solid first pick. I was like, okay, so I'm going to justify myself to those listening. I picked Shota as my first pick because, A, this is in Japan, which is literally his home turf, so he's guaranteed to be well-rested. B, Control got a lot of really good tools, and (laughs) even if Control is not, excuse me, necessarily good, he wins when he shouldn't because he's that damn good at it. Mm -hmm. And he just got annihilated. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but, out of I don't know how many. Yeah, but he did not do well. No, because yeah, um, Finkel MVP for me. 53. Yeah, because he finished fifty three, and then who's your other pick again? Uh, Martin Mueller. Uh, oh, Mueller. Yeah, you picked Martin Mueller. One forty seven. Yeah, he finished one forty seven. Because yeah, I took Owen as my first pick again because I'm unoriginal and I feel it's silly not to. Uh, and he finished 138, and then I took Raptor, and he finished 128, so yeah. they did fine, you know, that's decent decent enough scores, but then yeah, I picked, picked Paulo as my second pick, and he, you know, <laughs> spiked yeah. a PT for me. Just just so people know, the way that we do this is, the way that we do it is whoever wants to We should having, explain this. Yeah, so we each, we each pick one person, and then we each pick a total of three as we go through, but it's one at a time. And then we yeah, we, each dra- we each draft people in order yeah. for three and then total. We add up their total finishes, and whoever has the lowest number wins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I find that's better than like some people do PT drafts in such a way that they uh, it's how many pro points each individual gets, and that's a little weirder in my opinion. Like, it's more there's a higher chance of having ties in that regard. Yeah, I like this that it, it's based just straight up on rankings and light. Yeah, you can get kind of kicked in the nuts by tiebreakers somewhat, uh, but I mean that's what Magic does is kick you in the nuts with tiebreakers. Yeah, I'm sure that like. Martin Muller and Owen are like finished with the same record. The same record, know. probably, but yeah, they're just 10, 10, 10 ranks apart on. Mm. But but the thing is, is realistically, you're you're usually dealing with such high numbers that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, like, because last the last one we did, I mean, I finished at two eighteen. That was without my um uh, top eight. Yeah, technically, person. you finished at two twenty because you got oh. second place. Yeah, you you got second second place so yeah i finished really well on that one and you were in like the 500 so you're dealing with hundreds a lot of times here you're not dealing with like tens or places and stuff Mm -hmm. but 
I don't know. It's a good time. I recommend if you got a group of friends, just do this. It's. Uh, I'm so glad you keyed me into this, John. This is so fun. Well, I know that you enjoy random things like this, and I just wanted to see which one of us would be better at guessing, so... It keeps me engaged. Yeah. To some degree, I can kind of follow stuff, and then plus, apparently, I can pick who's going to be in the top eight or something. I don't yeah, know. The, the day we actually start, you know, putting something up as winning is the day that I start hemorrhaging even more money. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, if you keep up this, you won't even have to give up a draft pick to pick Peach Garden Oath for the team trios. True. I'll just automatically <laughs> be stuck with it because I'll keep losing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to get it. We're going to... Um, uh, talk about something today that's just a light topic nothing really big here um okay that's a total lie we're probably gonna probably talk about one of the muddiest and densest topics relating to magic and the world in general um we're gonna kind of talk about some of the we're gonna talk about ethics in magic (laughs) and some plays and situations and things in particular and how how we view them so just a quick disclaimer before we get too deep into this um this is our opinion, and as everyone knows, ethics... our opinions are fact. Yep, our opinions are fact because we have a magic podcast, and no one else does. Um, so we're going to be kind of going from our opinion, how we view things. Um, obviously, we have a different vantage point than a lot of other people who weigh into these things, like pros and such. I mean, we're kind of a little we're we're more local. Um, mm. So just. If you disagree with us, that's fine. You're probably wrong, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's fine. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to look at this. One really interesting like caveat to this is the fact that like ethics are viewed a lot differently when you're playing for more. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people are more accepting of people doing things that are, you know, bending a little bit. As mm-hmm. to where, you know, at the local level, if you're one of those people, you're kind of going to get some looks. Yeah. So, and uh, this kind of is one little qualifier I want to add, just for people who are looking at these things and being like, oh, yeah, I want to try this sick thing at my next FNM or something like that. Um, so, any action you take, regardless of the legality, is going to be perceived in some way. And that perception will affect how people perceive you. So, while something may be legal, or even we may be like, yeah, this is totally ethical, it it will affect people's opinions of you. Mm-hmm. Like, By a if, lot. And, and you may get the reputation of the as the guy who tries things. <laughs> you know? And that may not be the reputation you want. So, yeah. just keep that in mind this we're talking about stuff in sort of a more philosophical context to some degree than a practical one maybe mm-hmm. yeah like this i mean some of these things I'll, I'll admit some of these things i have done and some of these things i will probably try in the future but absolutely like, i'm i'm not gonna lie there's there i specifically put a couple of my own little like things on here that i myself have done which may reflect poorly on some people but mm-hmm. i play or, magic for different reasons yeah <laughs> Or, or, or the one I mentioned to you before recording when I yeah. was doing research, but maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so, John, I'm going to let you start off. All right, so 
this one is something that I it's the kind of perception of doing it this way is like you're trying to outplay your opponent in such a way as you're trying to get them to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And something that I actually just did last night at FNM. <laughs> yeah, this is this is extremely topical. <laughs> I didn't real I didn't realize that you actually did this when you were telling me about it. <laughs> Absolutely, like this is okay. what I did. Um, I. I was like looking at the board state, and I was dead on board to my opponent's um, activation of the Wandering Fumarole. Because I was at 4 life, I had done absolutely nothing to deal with it at all, and I had no removal in my hand, and all I had was a Disallow. My opponent had 8 lands in play. And so I'm like, well, I have a Disallow in my hand, the only thing I can do is Disallow the Fumarole activation, hope they don't draw another land, and I'll be fine. You know, maybe I can draw anything. And uh, I'm pretty sure what I did was I had actually glimmered, and I drew a Gear Hulk and the Disallow. Mm-hmm. Which, as long as they didn't draw, as long as they didn't play land, I was fine. So I passed the turn. My opponent draws a card for turn, and he immediately plays their ninth land. <laughs> two fumarole activations, which means I'm dead. So they activate uh-huh. the first time, and I disallow it. And they're like, yes. okay, well then instead I'll do this, and then they proceed to cast two creatures and pass the turn. And I wound up winning that game because I was able to untap with the Gear Hulk and start murderifying everything. And yeah. when it was all said and done, I pointed it out to her and like, well, just so you know, just because I disallowed the activation on your land doesn't mean you cannot activate it again i was dead that turn if you did so and she's like oh okay and she didn't really seem to take it poorly at all but there are definitely people who would and i'm i appreciate the fact that it didn't like she didn't get annoyed by the fact but Mm -hmm. also wouldn't necessarily blame her if she did (laughs) so this is one of those things like like i and this is going to sound weird, but I'm glad we started with an easy one. Mm-hmm. Like, this is totally okay. Yes. Like, I think, in, I, I think in any world, this is totally okay. Like, playing playing it a way to, to hoping that your opponent makes a mistake, like, is, you know, usually totally fine. Like, um, actually... When we were we were kind of looking at some stuff before this one, and so this one's a little bit was I think a touch fuzzier, but um, uh, uh it was the situation of um, your opponent has a spell skite, and you have a and you're or so you're playing modern. Your opponent has a spell skite. You're playing um, infect. infect. You have a blighted agent out, and you have the cards in. You have the pump spells in hand to kill your opponent, but they have the spell sky that they can redirect stuff stuff too. So the person played a vines on a played a kicked vines on the the spell skite and then um, attacked with the like pumped pumped the blighted agent and 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 attacked and the opponent didn't redirect or anything. Yeah. The the opponent died <laughs> because of a misunderstanding of how cards work and effects work. It's because because the vines doesn't w- won't block or won't 
uh, counter those spells. Yeah, Vines of Vest would specifically is it's it is the most awkward ruling. It is the only card that actually has this wording in Magic. Yeah. Target mm -hmm. creature cannot be the target of spells or abilities your opponent controls. Yeah. So the thing is, it's gaining that wording from one of your mm -hmm. spells, so your opponent cannot target it, but you still can. Yeah, it's super weird. So what actually winds up happening in this regard is your opponent casts fines on your spell site, you say sure, you can continue to redirect any of their spells to spell sites because you are not personally mm -hmm. targeting it with any ability. Yes. And it's this huge it's actually a very, very commonly brought up thing back when in fact was this big thing around the store where people would mm -hmm. like there was constantly people talking about it, that exact play because it was so weird. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. I've, I have used a Vines of the Vastwood to counter my opponent casting a Splinter Twin. Because you can do that. <laughs> Fun fact. Well, now you can't, because Splinter Twin is no longer legal in the format. But I mean, you could, but yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, it works. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, and that's... But like, is, is that situation fine? Well, you just kind of tricked your opponent. Let's... I mean, in my opinion, that's something that's that's what magic's all about. I mean, it's no more... I don't think that's any more unethical than the pen trick. No, not at all. Like, it's... Well, the pen trick is kind of its own little... Thing. I mean, yeah, but... But, like, you're you're doing... The, the entire concept of magic, and what Watsi themselves have said, and the rules are specifically designed to do this, is the person with the best knowledge, be it in the actual mm -hmm. rules themselves or in the game should win the majority of the time. Yep. And that is exactly what you're doing with stuff like that. Yep. And yes, it feels bad to be the, be the person who got got by it, and I am personally of the opinion that if you get your opponent in this manner, you should feel a kind of obligation to explain it to them after the fact. Yeah, be like, be like, I kind of got you. This is how it actually works. Yeah, like, I, like every time yeah. I have ever gotten my opponent in such a way, I will always tell them after the fact what they could have done slightly different. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of legit. Like, you know, like with with your disallowing on the man land, it's like you can just reactivate that. Yeah. I mean, it can be as simple as that. You know. Yeah, like it's I've I'm sh I don't in my like personal opinion i am pretty sure that the person who did the whole vines your spell sky thing they didn't tell their opponent after the fact but i feel like they should have but i mean yeah they probably like we can we can give that point yeah and i feel like i should add this caveat into the entire the entire discussion in no way at any time are you misrepresenting the game state no like you are not we are not cheating by the rules of magic in this stuff this is stuff that's just a little fuzzy with human interaction like you're not you know you're not like casting the vines on something and being, and then your opponent goes to redirect something, and being like, "Oh, you can't do that vines." Yeah, like that, that's, that is not that, how that it works. That is what we refer to as cheating. <laughs> yeah, this this is yeah. not a ethics versus of ethics of magic. You know whether or not cheating is okay. Cheating is bad. Period. Yeah, no. Cheating is like, bad. Period. This is this is the actual the gray areas. Spaces. Yeah, and that's some of the gray areas. So. I mean, that one, this one's pretty cut and dry. It's like, if your 
opponent does something wrong. Like, I mean, I've done I've done stuff like this before and lost games, and you know, people have other people have done this, and you know, it's this is kind of what magic is to some degree. It's it's tricking your opponent. Mm-hmm. Like you are trying okay. to get yourself into an advantageous position, and sometimes you need to just hope that they don't do things correctly. Yep. Okay. Should we should we get to let's just get to the classic one that kind of relates to this in a weird way. <laughs> all my legal targets. Yeah. Cast profane <laughs> command targeting all my legal targets. You'll yes, notice so f- they specify legal targets in the wording. Yes. So this comes from good old Patrick Chapin way back in the day. Um, he was playing a deck in his, and he had to make an attack on his opponent to kill him, but he needed all of his creatures to get through. He had a profane command, which the two modes he selected was to drain his opponent for six, which I think there is a, there's an X in that. So drain, drain his opponent for six, and then he could make six of his creatures have fear which means they can't be blocked by... Uh, know, non-black, non-artifact yep. creatures. So old, Profane old, can also... Blo- pro- what? Old school intimidate. Oh yeah, old school intimidate. So Profane commands a black spell. He had a chameleon Colossus in play, which has protection from black, meaning he can't target it with that. So what he did is he cast Profane Command for six. Said Basically said, you lose six... And all my legal targets gained fear and swung with his team. And his opponent sat there, looked at stuff, tried to line up blocks to save himself, and conceded the game. When all they had to do was block Chameleon Colossus. Yep. Yep. Because he, I mean, because he thought it had fear. So, this, I, I, I was just talking to you about this one too, and basically, like, the more I, the more I read read this one, the more I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, <laughs> like which is kind of weird, like because this one had the internet frothing at the mouth for a good period of time. Which, to be fair, any sort of sketchy thing involving pros, especially like you know one of the biggest name pros in all of Magic, is gonna get the internet frothing at the mouth. Like, is it sketchy though? It really isn't. No, like he's, he, he's even wording it in such a way that if you think carefully about what he's saying, it tells you something's wrong. Like, uh, like literally, all you have to if you're sitting in the other seat, all you have to do is say what creatures are that those. Yeah. Like, like if you like make him point out the targets. Like just even obviously, you know, I have a I'm sitting, you know, in my sweet little desk chair and I'm I'm universal I know everything because I'm omnipotent watching videos like even just watching it list like as soon as he says the phrase you know all my legal targets the whole the legal thing stuck out in my head mm-hmm. like I noticed that and yeah magic is so complicated that his opponent didn't yeah and he, we're not faulting the opponent either for not no. noticing like there's a lot going on like I'm not faulting the opponent I'm definitely not faulting Chapin and it's yeah. just like, yeah, it really sucks for his opponent, but he did not ask for clarification, mm-hmm. and he did not understand how that specific rules interaction worked, and was punished for it. Yep, and that's and that's part of it is like, you know, it's it's like in um, uh, you know, legal like real world legal situations, they you know, 
ignorance of the law does not ex- you know does not excuse you from it like yeah. ignorance of the rules of magic does not excuse you from <laughs> from anything either not in the slightest it, it can be super punishing and man like this this was one of, this is like one of the classic like magic ethics things to some degree like you know is that play on the up and up basically is what people ask and i'm kind of like yeah it kind of is like I, f- I feel like as an opponent it is my responsibility to understand what's going on I to suppose, some degree i suppose one like more, it, it is both of our jobs one more little thing about this episode is we're not going to get into like the whole mind gamey jedi mind tricky aspect of magic because if you're able not to, too much no yeah like if you're able to like get your opponent to do something just because of like body language and stuff obviously if you're intimidating your opponent you're cheating like that is against yes, the rules of magic <laughs> like but if like you know something like picking up a pen gets your opponent to make an attack they shouldn't we're not going to go over that that's a completely different thing yeah this is i mean we'll, we'll probably touch on some of the stuff close to it but not yet we're not we're not going to be like te- like talking about how to do jedi mind tricks and stuff like that no Okay, so John, do you have anything left we want to talk about with the with the good old all my legal targets classic magic ethics case? I think that's kind of it for this whole you know legal targets and just hoping your opponent doesn't like as long as you were not misrepresenting the game state, yes, and not blatantly cheating, hoping your opponent makes you makes a mistake and playing towards him making a mistake is a perfectly reasonable thing in magic. Just understand mm-hmm. that some people might take it a little offensive. Yeah, as I said with the thing, your actions regardless of whether they're legal or not affect people's opinions. Yeah. Like just okay. it it happens. It's it's unfortunate if the people get that way. Hopefully you don't burn any bridges. Yeah. Okay. Move on, let's move on to the next one. What do you got for me? Alright, this one is actually a more recent thing. I believe it happened last year, which they actually changed the rules, so this can't happen anymore. This air quotes can't happen anymore. Yeah, quotations can't happen. Uh, I cast Pithing Needle, and mm-hmm. when it enters the battlefield, I will name Borborygmos. Uh, psych, I have Borygmos Bur- enraged in my deck. Your Pithing Needle does nothing. Yep. This, this, I, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna, like, sugarcoat it. This was really scummy. I completely <laughs> understand. I compl- I get it. He named the wrong card. Like, so for those who don't know, there are two Borborygmos. There's straight up Borborygmos from Ravnica, the OG Ravnica, or mm-hmm. whichever one Gruul was in. And then there's Borborygmos Enraged from Gatecrash. Borborygmos Enraged is part of a kill combo in a deck called uh, Gorios. Borborygmos mm-hmm. sees no play in nothing ever because the card is very bad. <laughs> and. <laughs> So the guy playing Borborygmos Enraged had his opponent um, cast Pithing Needle, and his opponent just named Borborygmos. The reason why this doesn't work is because he technically named a card that is legal in that set, so thus he is Pithing Needle a card, not the card he wants to. But yeah, if he, he had he named a card legal in the format, yeah. Yeah, he named a card legal in the format. If he had literally done anything else, like to name 
that like specifically bore bringless and rage like he could have said the card you killed me with last game the yep. card that discards his lands to lightning bolt me like there are a bunch of things he could have said to specify the card that killed him and because he, he could have been like that big dude yeah, that bit, like anything. He could have even called over a judge, and like calling over a judge would have helped him in this regard. And like he, he actually won the match, entertainingly enough. But yeah. he, he got kind of burned on it, and there was this big kerfuffle about it. Where it's like, well, the guy who was playing Borbrigmos knew what his opponent meant. Was he in mm -hmm. the wrong for? holding it against his opponent for naming the wrong Borberic Mouse. I mean, so, on the other side of the fence here, the, at the time, the way the rules, the rules were, the rules did not support what they are now, which is basically that both players have to have the same understanding of what the card is. Yes. I believe is what it is. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah, it does that. So, but before that, and, and I think we said this in another podcast at one time, but like the rules of magic are rigid and they are a cruel mistress. Yes. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think this play, this play was absolutely scummy, but the guy playing Borborygmos was not in the wrong. Like, I personally would not do this, but he was, perfectly, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. He was perfectly within his right to do this. Yeah. I don't think I could, yeah, I don't think I would do that either, but it's just, you know, it, it, it's really, like I'm really glad they kind of patched this in some way. Yeah. Because and, and this is one of those, but like this is one of those things. that's like how many other cards does this come up with? Like, there's so few other card like situations where this would actually happen. Yeah, it's extremely unlikely, and like, yeah, it's a super big feel bad. And, you know, yeah, there's the obvious, well, you know, yeah, you feel bad, but too bad. Like, that is, mm -hmm. that's just kind of part of magic, but, yeah. you know. It, it left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. It's, yeah. once again, this is super sketchy. I would never do it, but I primarily play local. Yeah. And I don't think I could do this one either, honestly. Yeah. I, d I don't even know if I could do this at, like, a GP. Yeah, I don't like, think it, I could. Something like this would not even cross my mind. Yeah, like, that's, that's just, just me. Like, if you want to be known for being that guy, fine. But you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad they, I'm glad they fixed the rules on it. Even though it's like this weird kind of corner casey thing, but yeah, it works out. Quotation okay. fixed. There's people who are legitimately annoyed that this was fixed. Yeah, because I angle that. shooting is fun for some people. I mean, it is, like, you know, people like other different things, I guess, but I'm not a big angle shooter. Yeah. Like, this is, to be fair, though, that isn't angle shooting, though. Like, angle shooting is, is doing something, is cheating in a way that if you get caught, you don't get in trouble. Yeah, I suppose. Like, angle, like, like that would be, like, doing something wrong, and then when they're like, like, hey, you did that wrong... You're like, oh man, I'm sorry, and you get a warning or something like that. But if you don't get caught, you just win. Oh, like that's that is flat out cheating, and you're a scumbag if you do that. And I hope they catch you, and I hope you're banned and never get to come to our store again. Or any magic related. Or anything ever. Like just go away. Just get, get out of here. Get banned from kitchen tables, please. Yes, please. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I just don't have I don't have a lot of tolerance for straight up cheating, especially knowingly cheating. Like if you make like people make mistakes, like yeah. that's fine. Well, like that's, I get that. That's one big like, thing is cheating requires intent. Exactly. Yes. Like that is the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. cheating literally like it is in the specifics of cheating is it you have to have intent to do what you are doing as to where like breaking a rule is not by definition cheating it's breaking a yeah. rule knowingly mm-hmm. yeah with the intent like with the intent for, yeah to break that rule like you're trying to gain some advantage off this basically yeah like and you're a piece of crap and don't <laughs> like i i it's just one of those things i just have absolutely no tolerance for cheating like i mean and you know this you've you know you've known me for a long time it's like with tabletop gaming like I, I know people who cheat in tabletop gaming, and I, I will not game with those people. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't, like, and that has no stakes. Yeah, they're, they're literally like, doing literally, it for nothing over feeling good. Yeah, and it's like, like, I just, I just don't get it. It's like, if, if I cannot trust you to not honestly say, like, what you rolled on your d20, like, I just don't want you at my table mm-hmm. for anything. Like, <laughs> and there's people like that I knew that we we gained with that I cheated and that I just will not like. I was just we were just done with them. Yeah. So, but okay. So, we were talking about a bad taste in your mouth. Should we talk about another topic that left a bad taste in your mouth? Uh, this was less of a bad taste and more of a really good learning experience. <laughs> Fair enough. So, my first foray into modern. I was playing a red, white, black burden deck of kind of my own little build, and I played main deck Rakdos Charm, because of the way my mind worked is it was dead against no one, right? <laughs> they played no creatures at all, one of its other abilities was relevant in some way. You know, I had the ability to exile a graveyard uh, against some decks. I had the ability to destroy an artifact against some decks. And I, the other, the third part of Rakdos Charm is each creature deals one damage to its controller. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing against someone who's a very good player, but they're known for playing in such a way that they'll try and get their opponent to say or do something wrong. And what he what I did was he cast like two creatures and I th- he would think he was at like eight and he cast two creatures putting him to five creatures. So I cast my first Rakdos charm and he looked at it on the table and he said okay. Which then resulted in me casting my second Rakdos charm. And he said, all right, hold up a second. The first one is still on the stack. And that's when I learned that there is absolutely nothing in magic that actually acknowledges the fact that a spell resolves outside of saying resolves or enacting what it does. (laughs) Yep. And I wound up losing... because he knew I had the second Rakdos charm, because I'm like, well, I thought the first resolved, so I didn't. I wouldn't have actually cast this one. He said, okay, he let me take that back, which, good on him. But because he knew I had it, he was able to play around it. 
Mm-hmm. So he was playing Pod at the time, so he was able to sack down to a state where he wouldn't die, and the next turn wound up gaining infinite life, and I lost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There are certain people who will do things... Well, this is kind of referred to as, like, priority baiting in my mind, where you say yeah. something in such a way, hoping your opponent will take an action without saying that the thing that they're already doing is done, right? Like, him saying okay, to my mind, meant the spell resolved. To a normal person, it meant the spell resolved. But to him, meant, okay, the spell is on the stack. But to the rules, it meant the spell is on the stack. I know, but like to the rules... I'm okay, just saying, yeah, I'm letting you saying, know. Saying okay means nothing at mm-hmm. all. And I got burned by it. And I've learned to play differently as a result of that now. <laughs> I've seen you literally like sit there and like you'll play a spell and somebody will be like, okay, and you'll be like, does it resolve? <laughs> and they're like, then they kind of look at you and they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because... like, I'm not going to get burned by that again. Mm-hmm. It was a shitty lesson to learn, but you kind of got to learn these things. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't know. That seems a little... That's just a communication problem, too, and everything. So it seems... That's one of those things, as you said, you get burned by it once, and then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you, And then you, you never do it again, yeah, and you start playing you're, super tight. You're per- you're permanently bothered by it the rest of your existence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I could do that exact situation. Uh, like, from which side? Uh, From the... From right. his side. Okay. Yeah. yeah, from your opponent's side. Like, I don't think, I don't think I could. Um, uh, I think if I was like just the way I I work and everything, I'd be like, you know, this is how I am, you know, expressing stuff. I mean, if somebody held me to it, they held me to it, and I, I'd get hit. But um, if I was in your shoes, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever done this. I don't think I've done anything like that before. I know I haven't. Like, the biggest thing where something like this happens is, like, where you hear it come up is your opponent makes an attack, mm-hmm. and you're trying to say things to get them to take an action mm-hmm. because, like, you have the removal spell, and you yeah. and you want to be able to kill the creature, but if you kill the creature, they can save it with a pump spell in response, and if they cast a pump spell, yes. you die, so you try and get them to cast a pump spell first. And the way priority mm-hmm. works is very, very specific. Yes. There so, are... like, yeah, if you're sitting, if you're sitting there, and your opponent is like attacks, and you go to the attack, you know, and you go, uh, you so you guys arrange blocks, and they're set, and then you're after, you know, you get priority after blocks, and you're looking at your hand, and you're like, go, and your opponent's like, go, you cannot do anything. Yeah, priority you have just done. Priority has been passed. You go straight to damage. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Like, yeah, the way you, pr- yeah. Just, so the way priority works is if at any point both players pass priority, they're not passing priority back. The second person who yep. passes priority means that that, what is it, phase or step? Uh, pass priority with an empty stack is what it is. Yeah, sorry. If, if someone pass passes priority, priority with an empty with stack. An empty stack, that's... It moves on to the next phase. Yeah, that phase is over. And you can't go back from that. No. So that's so. If you're ever in a situation where, and this is a rules thing, this isn't an ethics thing. Um, 
if you're ever in a situation where you know blockers are arranged and and um or you know and your opponent's like okay go and you're like okay and then your opponent's like wait i want to cast this it's like it's like, too late too late doors closed you can't like the defender is the last person who gets to act in that situation always so mm -hmm. like it's well the person whose turn it's not is the last person to get to yeah, act in any phase. That's what it is. In any phase. So, like, that's... Yeah, you can... That's a very helpful thing to, to know, actually, because it, it, people who don't really have a solid grasp on how phases actually flow and how rigid everything is will try to do that sometimes, and you can be like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's another thing. This is just this is nothing to do with ethics. This is just something to point out. Um, even yeah. people who have been playing for multiple years, I see not play when they have priority, and it's kind of yep. a it's kind of a. I have so many pet peeves; it's amazing. But it's another pet peeve of mine because yeah. like these people should know better. Where it's like I cast this creature, or and they immediately say it's like all right, kill it. I'm like, no, you don't have priority yet. I do. Yeah. Like. This spell resolved. It is my turn. I have priority right now. You have to wait until I do something. And even mm -hmm. if I have no way of stopping them, I will still make them pick their spell back up, untap their mana, and wait, and then I'll pass like, it to them. Like, All right, end my turn. <laughs> and then they're I like, "No better." Yeah. Like, like if you want to learn how how phases work and everything like that, go play Magic Online. Yes, because it is, it is an unforgiving mistress because it follows the magic rules exactly. Or uh, if you don't want to pay money for that, um, go play uh, Forge. If you look up uh, MTG Forge, you'll find that, and that uses a very strict rule system too. F four is your enemy. F four is. Your... <laughs> I've lost a couple games because I accidentally F four through my turn. F six. F six. Sorry. F six. Yeah. My turn. F four is something else. I can't remember what. I don't know. But yeah, F six. F six is the F6. enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally seen you like intense games start just like going over and clicking the mouse on on to pass to the next phase because you're yeah, so like, paranoid. I'm not gonna screw this up. We are using entirely mouse clicks from now on. Yeah. But... <laughs> okay. So priority baiting we kind of think is a little scummy, but yeah, I think well, we'll go with that. It's not even just like a little scummy. It's kind of sometimes it's literally like going against the rules of magic. Yeah, but, it yeah. can be sketch, but okay. So here's a here's a fun one um, that actually butts up against urban legends and stuff too. Even um, so, we'll just use the example. Our our favorite magic player, or not really one of them. We like him. Uh, LSV, I guess, was at a store playing Vintage Storm. And he made some changes to his list and everything and, like, cut some cards out of his side sideboard. Um, and so partway through the event, he was playing um, Tendril Storm with, like, where he would, like, uh, Burning Wish or whatever. Is it Burning yep, Wish? Burning Wish. You, you get you, to, to get a card out of your sideboard. You'd take a card out of your sideboard. So, so what you do is you'd generate infinite amounts of mana, Burning Wish for Tendrils out of your sideboard, Cast it, kill your opponent. Um, so he realized partway through the partway through the tournament, after having a winner, winning record, that he accidentally cut the tendrils out of his sideboard. <laughs> he uh, has no win con. He has absolutely no win con in his deck. And so, 
he was doing everything legal. He would he would just be like combo 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 generate a ton of mana burning wish and his opponents knew what the deck was so they'd just be like yep and they'd scoop up. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he played a few more rounds with that. Or someone <laughs> like, finally I, called him on it. I think somebody finally called out. So punchline: if you're ever playing against a combo deck or if you're playing against any deck, make them show you it. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, not even. Don't even make them show you it. Make them literally kill you. Mm-hmm. Make, but make them show you it. And like, and uh, to point out, he wasn't doing anything illegal. He wasn't being like burning wish for tendrils. Nope. He was just like burning wish. <laughs> like so, what do you think about this one, John? <laughs> so, I'm strange. Like. It could be that I'm biased because it's LSV. It could be that I'm just a really big fan of teaching people lessons. Yeah. But I am perfectly fine with this one. Me too. So, like, this butts up against the urban legend. It didn't actually happen like this, but what people say is is that Mike Long won uh, some rounds uh, in an old, like, PT or something like that with... Uh, he he boarded out all of his all of his kills uh, his drain lifes or something like that I think was the card that it was using, mm-hmm. and um uh, would start comboing off and and, to, and got his opponent to concede which it didn't actually happen like that but like that's the urban legend like would that change your opinion if it was Mike Long no. who was like the bad guy of magic, <laughs> not like it it honestly doesn't bother me like if if your opponent is someone who in such a way does not force you to win. That's yep. on them. I kind of agree, because I'm one of those people that, like, I've played against, like, many... I think we talked about this before on a podcast, but, like, I make them show me it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're going off with your, your ad nauseum and the lightning rift. Let's, all right, do it, man. Discard, discard your lands, and let's let's do this. <laughs> well, like, I've even had, like, I've had people concede to me as I'm casting, like, the... I'm casting my Infernal Tutor to go get my... Tendrils of Agony out of my actual deck, and they just pick up their cards. I'm like, well, at least make me show you I have it. And they just look at me weird. I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, flip, 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 here you go, Tendrils of Agony. All right, let's scoop it up. Uh-huh. It's like, I even call people out for doing the same thing when, you know, I'm not trying to win that way. Yeah. You know, like, make me at least cast the spell targeting you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, this this one is just more a lesson than it is like an ethical thing to some to some degree. Yeah, like but I can like... understand people who find this to be unethical, but <laughs> people need to play better. Like you should already want to be like Redu because he's just like one of the nicest people in the world. But he makes mm-hmm. every single opponent kill him. Like they yep. have to make the lethal attack. Mm-hmm. Like people misclick in real life. <laughs> It's ridiculous, but so yeah. All right. Actually, this kind of relates into the thing. Let's go to your scooping, your scooping thing here. All right. So this one, yet another pet peeve of mine, because I don't have enough. This is something that just kind of bothers me. Where I'll be like playing a match against my opponent, and I will make an action. Where like you know I like I make the lethal attack or something like that, and my opponent just looks at the attack and says, "All right, I guess I'm dead." Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of sit there staring. And 
I have this paranoia where yeah. I won't pick up my cards because I don't want them to try and say that I'm conceding to them. Yep. Like <laughs> I, I, I have I, never had this happen to me, but I do the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I, no one has ever done this to me ever. Like, and if anyone did, like you know, everyone obviously here knows, I primarily play at the local level. That person would be ostracized. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, they would not have a good time ever but, again for scumming that way. No, but like. I still, like, if this is someone I don't know, and they just say, okay, and just stare at the board state, I don't want to pick up my cards, so I'm, like, I have sat there and looked at them, like, so you're dead, right? And they're like, yes. And until they say that, I will not, I will not affect the board state in any way. Yep. Like, I, I, I've, I've done that before. I've literally, like, I've, I've, like, finished a game and had an opponent be like, yeah, I guess I'm dead, stuff like that. I've sat there and just waited for them until they picked up their cards, and once yeah. they started picking up their cards, I'd do mine. Yeah, I guess I'm dead and yes, I'm dead are two different things in my mind. Mm -hmm. Because people, people don't like losing. And no. yeah, sometimes it takes them a little while for it to sink in that they lost. And actually, people don't like losing is going to tie well into the next one. <laughs> and but like, and some like I just like I said, I have a natural distrust of people. Like, one of these days yeah. we're going to go over it, like, you know, weird little mental health things in regards to magic. Like, I just don't trust people. Yep. So. And on, on the flip side of this, if I lose a game, I start I, I start getting my cards together right away. Yeah. Like, as, so soon my as, opponent, yep. as soon as my opponent makes, like, a lethal attack, I am t I'm taking any cards in my hand yep. and I'm scooping up my lands. If, it, if, it's, yeah, if it's not, you know, not game not the end of the match for me i'm i'm scooping up my cards and shuffling up for the next game if it's if that is the that is it i have lost the match i am i'm putting my hand out mm -hmm. and me... just so that they know like yep that's it yeah so i suppose like this is this once again isn't necessarily an ethics thing it's just a really really weird thing that leads me to not trust this individual for like 5 seconds and I just don't know how I should feel about it. I mean, but but see, here, here's the ethical thing about it. If if you are like, yeah, I guess I'm dead. Wait for your opponent to start picking up the cards and be like, guess I won the match. Like you're a scumbag. Absolutely. Like like that is that is an ethics thing. You're an unethical individual, and you're a bad person. <laughs> like I I don't care if you help orphans in Haiti. Like you're a bad person. <laughs> I love just all the, like the random shade being thrown at Mr. Strawman in this episode. <laughs> Mr. Strawman's getting it. I know it's great. Uh. <laughs> all right, so that's okay. That, yeah, it's another weird little thing that bothers me that we I get to talk about because I have a podcast. So, mm -hmm. all right, so you got one more thing relating to conceding, don't you? Uh, yes. Okay. This one is more in regards to, you know, as we've established previously, the hill that I'm going to die on, which is <laughs> slow play. Yes. It's not actually slow play. This mm -hmm. is more related to what is happens as a result of slow play, which is going to turns, mm -hmm. and the game ending on a draw. Mm -hmm. I will almost universally ask my opponent to concede to me if it is if turn five is over and no one has won yep if that person doesn't concede to me i will concede to them 
assuming hmm. there's someone that if they're not someone that I dislike. Because <laughs> while yes, I am taking the high ground in this regard, I'm still human and I still hold grudges. Yep. <laughs> but the reason for this is specifically at my store, a draw is equal to a loss. Mm -hmm. And I have a vendetta against unintentional draws, which is why I dislike slow play to such a high regard. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not think anyone who has been playing the game for longer than a few months should have an unintentional draw. Yes, they do happen. I have gone to time in extremely complicated games. Like it's it, been a long... I don't know. I can't... I'm trying to think if I ever have. Yeah, the last time I had an unintentional draw, or I went to time, rather, I did not have an unintentional draw, was against a friend of mine who listens to this podcast, and he's actually the person who got me my Eidolons on Magic Online, where... Me and him went to time in game three, and I asked him if he would concede to me. He said no. I would rather ha he would rather have the draw because I don't his particular reasoning for it. I don't know it, but that is what he said. And I said okay. I grabbed the match slip and I filled it out two one in his favor mm -hmm. because it was game day. We were playing like all I care about is the play mat. Mm -hmm. So I filled it out in pen, signed my name, handed it to him, and said, "Good luck getting the play mat." Because at least one of us still now has a chance at it. And like I said, I don't begrudge him for saying he wanted to take the draw. He's still a good friend of mine. I appreciate him. But draws are completely worthless in game day unless you happen to have a specific number of people in such a way that the draw can get one of the draws can get paired against the soul undefeated and dream crush. And yeah, <laughs> stuff, whatever, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole nother thing. Like I just Personally, like I will ask my opponent to concede to me, and like I said, if I don't have a problem with them, I will then concede to them so that at least one of us can still go for what we're going for. And I've... Some people take this the wrong way when I ask them to concede to me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. they think that I'm being, like, entitled, and other people take it, what I do, to a different degree, where they will also do the same thing. This is someone who's listened to me talk, and I, you know, they know my opinions on this. They will concede to their opponent, but then they'll hold it over their opponent's head by the fact that they conceded to them, when, in their opinion, their opponents should have conceded to them instead, because they were dead on board. Hmm. And... Technically, you should not use anything other than a game of Magic to decide a game of Magic. It does not matter if you were dead on board. It doesn't matter what you had in your hand, what they had in their hand. None of that matters if no one actually won via decking or life total or playing a card that said, I won the game. Mm -hmm. like, none of that matters. None of that should matter. And it kind of <laughs> stuck with him and bothered him for a lot longer than it should have. Uh -huh. Like so, he's like taking what I do and cranking it up to eleven. Uh -huh. And I also don't judge people who won't concede. I just I won't. I won't usually. Yeah, like if you don't want to concede, that's fine. If you don't agree with the whole my my personal philosophy, that's fine. This is just how I view magic because this is something that I feel strongly about. Yeah, like I think it. So I think it's fine to ask for a concession, but if they're like no. If you do any, if you push anything beyond that, you're a dick, uh -huh. and possibly breaking the rules. Yes. Um, Coercion is against the rules. Yes. Um, I, and I think you're like I know people hate people who give draws, like or will take draws. 
Mm-hmm. Like, but so here's the deal: I don't slow play. No, I play too fast most of the time. Has led to you making so, mistakes. Yes, <laughs> on numerous occasions. Like, if you end up in a draw with me, you need to get good. Yes. I mean, that's just a fact. I'm sorry. Like, you need to beat me. Like, I'm sorry, we're both going to lose. That's just the fact of it. I, I, you know, I, I have no... I don't owe, I don't owe you across the table anything other than a fair game of magic. And I gave, I gave you that. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's my opinion on it. And it's a little harsh in some cases, like, and you know, like are there people I would concede to probably, but whereas yours is the rule that you will likely concede to somebody. Yours and is then, the exception. Mine is the the mine is the exception. There are there are situations where I will concede to somebody, but I wouldn't do it as a rule. If that makes sense. Yeah, I just, and just as like a a caveat to my whole conceding versus not conceding thing, I do not believe that you should ever concede to someone just because. Like that, mine is only for if I am in time, if I am you know like if this is turn five of time and no one has won. You 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 actually have conceded one time yes with, uh, for a bad reason. <laughs> yes, yes I have. But that was after kicking your ass 2-0 in a matchup that I should not have won in general and that's because it was uh selfish. Were, it was an it was yeah. an IQ. Yeah, it was an IQ. You were IQ. trying to get me you were getting me points so I could qualify. Yeah, I wanted you to qualify because in my for my own, you know, chance of winning that top eight, or for my own chance of winning that invitational, it was better for me for me to have you in that tournament. Yeah, thanks, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I mean, it was because you basically got a first round buy in the draft. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, which then I actually ended up qualifying on placing high enough and having enough people above me having invites already so yeah <laughs> like, but it is, it is yeah. very rare for me to concede to someone outside of that for another reason that's the only time i've ever heard of it yeah and to be <laughs> well in at local level yeah you hear yeah, about at local all the time like approach stuff but like yeah. I mean, that's different, though. Like, intentional yeah. draws and stuff are, or concessions and stuff are different. Yeah, but it, like I said, it was, it was, that was definitely a very selfish and unique thing because, like, you, mm-hmm. you wanted to qualify for the invitational because of me pushing you to do it. It was a little different, and I made sure that I kicked the shit out of you first. <laughs> so it was you a moral really victory on my part. <laughs> you know what I say about moral victories? <laughs> the only one that matters? <laughs> Yeah, and that's not it, but okay. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so, and the conceding thing, it like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna ask somebody for a, con- like, if they want to concede to you, you need to not be a dick about it, and you definitely cannot coerce them, because that is against the rules, and that is something that can get you, like, Bans. DCI banned. Yeah. Like, there, there's not a ton of things that can get you DCI banned, but that is, like, that is one of them. Like, trying to coerce somebody. Yeah, that, that is one thing about, like, whenever I ask someone to concede to me, my hand is face down on the table. I I do nothing. I literally just look at the man and say, would you like to concede to me? That mm-hmm. is all I'll say. That is all I will do. I will not allow anything else to impact their decision to concede to me, yes or no. 
Yep. And then and if they say no, you move on. Yep. And like that's <laughs> that's just one of those things where it's like and concessions for any reason are allowed within a game of magic. Yes, as that long, is true. As long as the concession is not coerced or bribed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I will not like, you know, anything along those lines I will not bring up. I'll just say, Would you like to concede to me? And a lot of yeah, people, and like that concession you gave me, I didn't even ask you for it. No, you didn't even know it until I filled out the match slip in the wrong order. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but okay, so let's hit one last thing really quick here. All right, so trading. Yeah, this is a very simple one. There's two ideologies on trading, right? So you either trade in such a way that both sides get equal amount of value because all cards have a certain amount of value tied to them. Or you trade in such a way that both sides leave the table happy. This mm-hmm. is a lot bigger gray area than most people think about. Yeah. yeah. And I, in my opinion, money value does matter to a degree. Unless the person mm-hmm. knows that what they're getting is not worth as much as what they're losing. And they're fine with it. So, here's my punchline on trading. I'm always straight up with the value. I will tell somebody, this is what the card is worth. Like, and, and I will show them side by side so that at least they have the information that they, are, that they know going into it. If they're like, oh man, I'm like $20 down, whatever, I don't care. I'll be like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> like I will throw cards in. I will let you pick through this and find more stuff to to get something that is at least remotely equitable. Like, and I will ask them a few times. I am like, you know, I am like one of those computer pro- like a computer program that's like, are you sure you want to delete your files? Are you really sure? Are you sure you're sure? <laughs> like, yeah, and I am because I'm very yeah, much the same. Like, and. I have had trades with people where it's like, okay, just so you know, you're down like five bucks here. Are you okay with that? And they're like, yeah, I don't care. It's just $5. And that's perfectly okay. fine. Like as yep. long as both sides are happy, that's fine. But both sides need to have all of the information. That is the key. Information like, needs to be shared there. Like as soon as you start concealing information, you are a scumbag. Yeah. Like, you know, you hear things all the time about one person who's like, oh, yeah, I traded for this, you know, Grizzlebrand from some dude who just wanted this Hydra from Urza Saga. It's yeah. Like, you're kind of a scumbag. Yeah. You're kind of a piece of crap then. Just like, so you know. I think, I think that's what Scott was talking about when he was on the podcast with us about his trading stuff. And he's like, I did that. He's like, I am not proud of it. Yeah. I. He's like, that was, he's like, I still feel crappy about that. Yeah. And good on him for knowing that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't change the past, but you can at least understand what, you know, what you did wrong. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure we've all done some stuff that's a little, little sketch, but, you know, it's give people, you know, be honest with information. That's the punchline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. John, anything else? All right. Story time. This oh, is another gosh. one of those. Uh, is, this a, is this a bedtime story? Should I be snuggling up in my in my bed? So, I don't recall if this was at an invitational or at a PTQ. Or sorry, a PPTQ. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was two people playing a game. One was playing twin. One was playing another deck. And the twin player 
cast Splinter Twin, targeting his Festermite. Mm -hmm. His opponent said, okay, this is the same opponent who did the whole thing with me. Or, you know, mm -hmm. he just said, okay, spell was not, did not actually resolve. He says, okay, and his, the guy casting twins looks at him, he's like, resolves. It's like, yes. And the guy playing twin says, get there, and turns the twin sideways. <laughs> and his opponent calls a judge and proceeds to try and argue that his opponent saying, get there, was him saying, get in there, implying he's attacking before activating the infinite combo. I mean... <laughs> like, this was one of those big things where, like, there was lots of discussion about, like, okay, so what was the intent? What was, like, you know, has your opponent said get there before implying combat? Which, this person who was playing twin was well known that when he's going to combat says get in there. Mm -hmm. He did not say get in there, he said get there because he was playing against a bad matchup yep. so and he was you know in his opinion stealing the win and literally everyone else in there all the friends of both these people because th those guys they they were acquaintances they knew each other they might even have been actual friends depending on interpretation all the friends like and people were there are friends with both sides and they're like dude you know exactly what he was trying to say why are you being like this <laughs> and it was this it wasn't even like a kerfuffle, but it was definitely yeah. leading to some sketchiness, right? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, so if you are ever playing this deck, you need to be clear. Like, I I just say this a hundred times. Like, let people know what you're doing. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, don't get me wrong. Both people at that table knew exactly what the combo did, exactly how the combo worked. Yeah. It was just the way he said it. You just have to be so careful with that stuff. <sighs> yeah. Like, the whole thing is just super, uh. super sketch. And it's just like, how do you deal with that? Like,. How do you handle that? How do you feel if you know the guy and he does that to you? I mean, that that has nothing to do with the game of magic. You have to deal with that outside of there. Well, that's for the, the game thing. of magic, you raise your hand and call a judge. I like, know that's just what you gotta do. But that's the like, thing. Though. Like ethics, I, ethics have a lot more to do with just being in the game. I know. I know. <laughs> like. I mean, as I said, you've gamed with me for a long time. You know my opinions on a lot of stuff. You you know how I would react to that situation if you did that to me. Reaching like, across the table and decking me? I would not reach across the table and deck you. I would wait <laughs> until... We were in the we parking the lot. And I would just beat your ass silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like... Uh, it's just so... Blah. Like, but like... You know, it's... I, I get it, like, I get it, but, like, and part of the whole thing, I guess, with this whole thing is, like, we gave, we kind of almost just were, like, here's a bunch of sketchy shit people can do, and the punchline about the whole thing is that, like, you just kind of need to protect yourself on it, Yep. and you just need to play a, a tight game of magic, you need to communicate properly, and 
you know, say when you're doing stuff and understand the rules the best you can. And if something goes wrong, call a judge. Like that's like, that is how things have to kind of work. But man, it, I don't know. It's just, it, you know, it's one of those things like, should this stuff be happening? No, it shouldn't. But guess what it does. It's like, I, I shouldn't have to have a lock on my door, but guess what? There's shitty people out there. Like, nope. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things. And you just, you know, the only thing you can do is protect yourself and encourage your community to be be the best it can be and to be honest and to be straightforward. Yeah. Like, and that's, and you know, you have to build that community going in. Hold yourself to high standards and try and get other people to hold themselves to high standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know if I'll leave this in, but on, on a related note to holding people to high standards and promoting, you know, good sportsmanship and play. Shout out to Chris Pakula for not making the Hall of Fame again. Yeah, we're, we're sorry, man. Like, we appreciate all you've done. I know you're not listening to this, but I wish just you just had one more top eight, just one. <sighs> yeah, that sucks. But, okay. I guess um, if you guys want to send us some feedback, you can shoot us an email at thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Um, you can catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. And I guess uh, that's all for this week. I will take my PT draft and head home with that. So <laughs> we will see you next time.